Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dork down for a Hi, Jackie Cation here. You're listening to The Dork Forest. You know the websites, dorkforest.com, thedorkforest.com. If you like a determiner, jackiecation.com has everything. Both of my podcasts, all of the stand-up stuff, the new album, links to YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all the things. But so I think does dorkforest.com, where you can look at old videos of different shows. Anyway, if you want to support the show, tell people about the show, review it on iTunes, thumbs it up on Pandora or Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. I appreciate that. You can donate. You can donate monthly. PayPal lets you do that. You can also do my Venmo if you like. It's at Jackie Cation absolutely everywhere. And my email address is Jackie at JackieCation.com. And that's what the PayPal is. The PayPal link is on JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. And go to any of them. Thanks for listening. There's merch. There's stand-up. There's tour guide. You know, you can find out where I'm touring. This is getting long. So let's get into the show. Hey, Jackie Cation. Uh, here we are in my garage. We're here for the part, part of second part of two. We're going to talk to uh, these two guys have started the podcast. They're comics. Uh, they're geniuses. They're uh, men about town. Are they? Uh, but with me today to talk about Formula One part de, uh, is uh, Jeffrey Tice. Jeff Tice, welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you sure. for uh, letting us talk about such a silly niche you, thing <laughs> you and you and uh, uh brent gill are uh have a podcast called grid penalty podcast i spent an hour talking with brent gill just two weeks ago two episodes ago and i learned about the origins and about there that there is some drama that it that it is fraught with peril uh it's been an exciting exciting time there's a docuseries that has inspired people jeffrey tice by the way is it's jeff tice but his uh all of his handles are jeffrey tice g-e-o-f-f-r-e-y-t-i-c-e you might know him from the art on my current album uh so <laughs> and the squish with whomever you wish t-shirt this is jeff tice uh artist stand-up comic guy who likes formula one driving uh without wheels Thank you so much for that intro. I'm I'm excited to be here only because uh, I'm excited to talk about Formula One, but I could have brought a few other topics to talk about, such as merch and, uh, and <laughs> posters and, and art, yeah, art posters for comedians, <laughs> specifically comedy posters. I think it would be right. me. Barry Blankenship and Dave Clock just aggressively talking in a circle about right about how, how you want it to be clean you want it yeah. to be clean but <laughs> pop anyway yeah but this this I think is going to be so Brent has told me that what you the Formula One just to recap yep is a is a is a sporting racing thing but not stock car no it's open wheel no fenders yep no fenders and it's open. Uh, well, there are regulations and there are restrictions, but like stock car or unlike stock car, I mean, or IndyCar, those other championship races, things like NASCAR, all the cars are the same and they have the same regulations and the same engines. And it's all a, a level playing field uh, in okay. theory, in theory. Uh, okay. you know, I'm sure everyone's fine tuning here and there and finding their their edge. Pops racer, he's gonna put a different he's gonna put a different engine in that car. He's gonna anyway. he's gonna figure it out. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> and so with Formula One, 
it's it's the quote unquote pinnacle of motor racing, which is fun because you already talked to Brent and Brent is like a legit car guy. Okay. I do not care about cars. I am not a car person <laughs> at all. I drive. You're a, a people person. I'm a people. I'm a drama and a soap opera person. I like storytelling. I like art. I'm an artist, guys. So, <laughs> what do you? He he told me he has two cars. Yeah, Brent's. Uh, what off, you, he's in a different you planet. Have? He's off in some weird world buying cars up. I drive a 2011 black Ford Fusion. I am. There you go. Practical. I bought it. I used to live in California, and it was it's my only the second car I've ever owned. I've had it forever. And so I'm not, I'm just not a flashy car person. I'm a leg room person. I'm 6'4", so I just need... Yeah, you uh, need space. That's you don't want to be, you don't want to be cr- crunched into something that's adorable. Yeah. <clears throat> I lost my voice in the so middle of that it. sentence. <laughs> you got excited <laughs> about the Ford Fusion. Right, uh, the Ford Fusion. Is it, uh, does it run on Fusion? Like, is it like the DeLorean where you put garbage in the top and <laughs> yeah. then it just... And it just comes together. Uh, yeah. It's, it's real. Yeah, it is a nuclear version of the car, <laughs> uh, the Ford branch. So that's exciting it, that they're into that. Is it, a, is it a gas car or is it an electric car? Is it hybrid? I'm it is just, a I gas car. Remember. It's a gas it's just car. A, just a regular normal car like my yeah. 2015 Corolla. Oh, same, uh, same car. We have the same, same car. car. Yeah. Yes. It's perfect for Los Angeles traffic. It's comfortable. So, it's great. Right. So what got you into Formula One if it wasn't the vehicles? So it was, again, again, the storytelling. Uh, right. I'm, I'm sure Brent mentioned the the Netflix series, uh, the Drive, Drive, Drive to, to Survive. Sur- okay. Yeah. So that came out, and I got hooked on that, which I think, I mean, clearly the, the sport has been exploding in the United States specifically because of Netflix, but also globally. Okay. Um, and it's it's gotten so popular because of Netflix. And so what what the Netflix series does is they just do a really good job of introducing the characters, the storylines, the the people involved. And they are such cartoon characters because they, it's such a unique pressure cooker of an environment. And that's what makes it fun. Right. Okay. So why is it? I mean, okay. So they, they, the, I have not seen the show. So yeah. they introduce you. They're like drive to survive. And then they cut to what a guy going, I can't survive unless I'm in a car. <laughs> what, what is it? I mean, Honestly, I would watch that too. It is pretty similar <laughs> to that. Uh, <laughs> what it, what it, it really is that it's it's twenty drive. So Formula One as a as a series, there's ten teams and there's twenty drivers. So it's okay. it's hyper two guys per scene. Yep, and they're teammates, and so there's drama between the teammates. The teammates are uh, the the number one competitors. You're always trying to beat your teammate first. They say teammate, but it. It is your number one rival. So, oh, interesting. Yeah, because because all the money is being sort of number one of two for Mercedes or Ferrari or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. And, okay, and you're fighting for position inside of your team because, right? in theory, you have the same car. They've given you the same car, so yep. your performance should be objectively better than the person you're in the same car as. Right, because then then it is about driving. It isn't about the car, because supposedly you have the same car. Exactly, and so you, okay. and then and then at the next level, you're also then fighting against the other ten teams and driving against the other ten teams. The other eighteen guys are there usually twenty people on the track for these. There is, yeah. So there will be twenty cars every race, uh, and what you know, God forbid, a crash or something that takes them out, a retirement. I'm told uh, retirement. That is only billionaire sons would call it retirement. And uh, there's a few of them floating around in in the sport. 
Right, right. Because um, that was what it was that this is the most expensive racing yes. in the world. Yes. So, um, so do they have all 20 guys on drive to, to like, or do they focus on like six or 10 of them? It's it's a bit it's a bit focused. They they do introduce everyone. Uh, some people because of the liberties that the show has taken in the fa- okay, last couple of years, uh, <laughs> some of the drivers had said have said we are not involved in this anymore and won't give Netflix interviews. Uh, so that's that's where I I took off from the the I love the, the series show. and that got me into it. And then I, I I am a sports guy. I like sports, and so I started watching every single week the actual races and comparing an actual race versus. Uh, drive to survive drive to survive is the netflix version like you're gonna get the half hour the hour like high action packed you actually watch a race and you're like this it could be very boring for some people right how long is a race Uh, it'll be like an hour and a half okay so it's not completely interminable no no it's not like a nascar it's like 500 laps sit in let's get hammered put your little radio headset (laughs) on and just sit in the sun it's a different hope and yeah. hope that you had, there's a water fight at some yeah. point, water balloons, <laughs> um, which is what we always did in band when we went and saw the stock car racing. So um, what um, – okay, so you you watch the show and then you're like, okay, well, this guy – and I have this from the previous show – Lewis Hamilton. The guy. He's the greatest. Is – he is he is racing. So I'm going to try and – like one of the characters is racing in on – a Sunday or whatever. I'm yep. going to actually watch the race. Yeah. So that's that's what led you to actually sitting there and going, all right, I'll watch a, a race. Yeah, I'll check it out. And and it goes back to uh, Netflix's marketing. They they released this the season and the series right before the actual Formula One season starts. Okay. So you, you binge the episodes and then it goes right into week one, uh, which is in the Middle East. They race... That's a whole nother conversation is uh, just human rights violations across the board. And so what Formula One is wherever they race. Yeah. Formula One is it's such a global sport. They race in uh, every country. Every country is a different. Every race is in a different country. So they will hop around the world. They have uh, three races now in the Middle East, one in uh, Saudi Arabia, one in Bahrain and one in uh, I guess the Emirates in Abu Dhabi. Okay. So they they're racing in these countries that have horrific track records of human rights violations. Sure, sure, on the crushed skulls of their citizenry. One, that's what the roads are made of. What I mean, uh, honestly, and- that and just gold, just billionaires' gold. Like, and so that's another thing I find interesting about the sport is the sport is so high stakes and everything is expensive. It's such the part that I don't like that I I kind of handle. Uh, and I just compartmentalize probably is the elitist side of it where right. to, to be a part of the sport, it's even hard to be a fan. Like going to races is expensive. Everything is expensive. And so it is this spectacle of extremely wealthy people who are all probably pretty bad people morally. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, they're essentially, I mean, from what I have heard of the, of the sport, you could buy your son in. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yes. And um, but you go and you're like, well, look at that guy's watch. Look at that guy's cufflinks. Look yep. at that guy's haircut. It's, that guy's suit or jacket or I mean, it has do they like show a, you the people. Yeah, totally. And and you learn the, the personalities. You learn their backgrounds. I love where they come from. I love some of their stories. Some of them truly are like billionaire sons. And who they are just, your favorite? Who are your favorite racers 
for for like you kind of like and the ones you hate and the ones yeah. that are just just on fire and you're like I want to watch them burn. Yeah, there's uh, a, <laughs> I don't really have truly there's not a lot of uh, comedians. There's not a lot of drivers that I there's definitely a lot of comedians I hate. There's not a lot of drivers <laughs> that I I hate. There's only 20 you, of them and right, there's right. a couple that there's one that he just left and I truly that didn't like. He was a Russian driver and because of the war he yeah. he was uh he was excommunicated. retired excommunicated yes yep. yeah excommunicated he had to yes. he had to go to confession uh mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. he was out of there he he genuinely sucked uh as a person he was a bad guy what was um, his name his name was Nikita Mazepin still is Nikita Mazepin <laughs> yeah. his name's Nikita Mazepin um okay. he had he was very controversial he he had a couple issues um some some videos he posted uh, of like assaulting and like groping uh, a woman drunk, and then he just posted it to his Instagram. That was before oh, he he was even proud a, as proud he, as he could be. He thought he's he was, like, and this is where the billionaire son mentality comes in, where it's like I'm sure he's just truly gotten away with everything his whole life, and, right? And so yeah. whatever he thinks is funny and yeah. whatever he thinks is okay, totally. And he's not actually looking at people as people; he's looking at one hundred percent. Look at that mannequin i'm gonna yeah. stick my fingers up its ass that's exactly and, uh, you're exactly. like nope well <laughs> nope. and and the again going back to the drama of everything it really has nothing to do with racing other than he was involved in a racing team and then because of his actions and because of russia he is no longer involved in that team anymore but his dad is a russian oligarch and is at the table with putin with a lot of these decisions like he is one of the i think 14 oligarchs that have private meetings so he has these like intimate ties to Russia. Yeah. It's not just oh, yeah. I'm Russian. It's like, oh, you're like bad guy. Right. It, it, it wasn't just, oh, local boy does good and <laughs> happens to be Russian. Yes. It's he is the son of yes. Voldemort. Yes. And it's One... like, it's, yeah. So, yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, he is the, what is it? Is he's the worm tongue to, he's out, he's right, out, to he's Sauron? Out. Yeah, yeah. And so was he replaced? Who was he replaced with? Do so we know? he was replaced with uh, a, Another Dan- Russian. a Danish, no. yeah, 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 a worse, his dad. His dad is now driving. <laughs> <laughs> he was re- replaced uh, by a very likable Danish driver named Kevin Magnuson. And so <laughs> that's exciting. Um, and he's awesome. And he, he took a year off or was not a part of the team. Now he's back. All COVID was a big issue as well. But that's another thing I love about it. Watching these teams shift the, you know, it's all about positioning and making sure you're doing the best you can and trying to vie for the the contracts and and the money. And you only have this tiny little window of earning potential as a Formula One driver. And so is it a, is it a quick career? Is it like, what do you like? You start with your four. Are you done when you're 25? No, it definitely can be a longer career, but it's very rare. There's only a few drivers that have this extended career. It is more rare to have a driver come in and let's say be around for five years, six years, and then he's out. Uh, Or, you know, and it's, there's, there's kind of these, this rotating cast of characters on the fringes. I just talk about it like it's a play. Uh, Completely. (laughs) It feels like one. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And that's, again, that's why I love it. But these guys will come in and they're kind of on the fringes. They're not these elite talents that need to be in the sport. And then there are probably 10 drivers that are, they're there for forever. And if they leave a different team, another team's picking them up. And that's another part that's exciting. There's only 20 spots. And you think about any other sport in the world, a basketball team, there's 15 players on an NBA roster and there's however yeah. many 32 basketball teams. Like 
you have less There's at than... least a couple hundred guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the chances of even becoming a Formula One driver are so slim. And then right. you have to they... try to keep that seat. Right. And they pull them up from the Indy, right? Or they pull yeah. them up from the... Yeah, they pull yeah. them up from uh, Formula Two. There's a there's a Formula Two series, and there's a Formula what? Three and a Formula Four, and so what? very are they, weird. Are they just the A ball, or are the rules different? Are they it's, different? It's similar. Or, the, it's just the cars are faster. Is what it really is. Um, okay. Formula One cars are like just truly jet engines, like they're airplanes doing okay. the opposite. Like they just push towards the ground instead of lift you up. Oh that's, God, that's all yeah. they're doing, and yeah. on on wheels. But Formula Two is a uh, same kind of championship series. They race in a lot of the same tracks as the Formula One guys do. Um, a lot of Formula One guys are friends with the Formula Two guys because they all raced together in go karts. Right when they were when they were t- tiny, fabulously wealthy babies. I mean, that's a little and, uh, billionaire <laughs> gold plated go karts. That's what it is. I mean, it's it's exactly it's so funny. One of my favorite drivers, uh, his name's Lando Norris. Uh, Lando. Lando. Lando's- Oh. Lando Calrissian. He's out here just flying in cars. Yeah, yeah. His name is Lando. That's Lando. awesome. It's incredible. And he's he's funny because he's a very he's an interesting person in, in Formula One because he's he's super young and he's extremely talented. He's had some early success. Uh, but he's also a Twitch streamer. And so okay. he, he plays video games. He plays video games and he's one of the first drivers to kind of capitalize on the younger audience and the mm-hmm. younger crowd and so he he's become he's he's huge on twitch and plays video games and he's friends with all like these esports guys and esports uh, personalities so there's this sure. weird crossover between this elite yeah. race car driver and then he just on his off weeks he's like i'm streaming and then you just go watch him like on twitch so right right and what like, is he playing elgin Elgin <laughs> Scrolls or what is he? <laughs> I, I think he will play a lot of just like, I used to watch him play Fall Guys. Do you remember that game, Fall Guys, for a, a mm-hmm. minute? It was a very silly, like, kind of community-based. It was fun. Um, and then I would just watch him. I'd play. He'd play, like, War, like Call of Duty and stuff like okay, that. Okay, like first place. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. And then okay. I think racing games, too, which, I mean, you got to, if you're a... <laughs> that, yeah, you got to love that. But it's also funny, to... like, if you were terrible at them, if you're a professional actual driver yeah. and then garbage at racing games. So... Yes. He's a fun personality, uh, but again, it's only based because he's he's actually good. So he's good, and then he gets this following because of that. Um, so that's yeah, fun. that is fun. So um, so how old is Lando? Lando, I think, is early twenties, two, twenty three. Oh my god, these yeah. guys are babies. Oh, and these guys they are... come in like um, one of the the best drivers, the guy who won uh, the world championship last year. Very controversial. I'm not sure if Brent got real fired up about oh, it. Oh, he did. He said that there was racism. <laughs> oh, that it was entirely that is that, that that he was set up because they had to start out evenly, but the other guy got new tires. But the 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 the. Uh, the it was it was the it was the guy I mentioned, the, right? The director guy, yeah, yeah. The yeah. theater the theater director, the race director, yeah. Uh, oh right, oh, and then they Catholic uh, churched him too, right? They didn't. Yep, they fired him, but they just they just yep. moved him to a different port parish. Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's just so. he's now in yeah Idaho, and he's just at yeah. a place up north, and so. Uh, very much so. Very funny that Brent men- mentioned the racism part. We are Brent and I very much believe like that was a huge factor in it, and Lewis. Yeah. 
I'm sure Brent said this, but Lewis is the only driver of color on the grid out of the 20. Oh, I did not know that he was the only one. He's he dreamy. Is, he's he cut is. out of a he's he's cut out of a very pretty looking piece of cloth. He's the hottest dude on the planet. <laughs> he yeah, he, and he's 37, which is it's, old for the sport. Well, yeah, right. It's, it's so it's very old. It's it's so it's hard on your body. It truly is. Driving is tough, especially when you're going that fast. They, they so they're can going get like to, 300 miles, right? Or what they is get it? up to about 200 miles or like three something kilometers. They can get like okay. an hour on the straights, but they'll yeah. take corners. The G force on corners can get up to like five or six G's uh, through yeah. corners. So it they're feels very. like you're hard on your bones, like an astronaut hard on your bones kind absolutely, of thing. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. They're very like fighter pilot esque. And so. And their yeah. their steering wheel is essentially a cockpit computer. Like it has all these knobs and there's a screen on it. And they're always flipping little things while they're trying to race. And so Right. And they're talking to somebody, right? Yep. They're they're, they're either, like, oh, there's there's trouble. Uh yep. hey, your Watch wife it. called. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah. wives, they have girlfriends. <laughs> they, they, so. <laughs> they have lots of girlfriends, I think is probably the, <laughs> the vibe. Uh but to go back to uh, the guy who won the championship with the controversy and how young he was when he started. His name is Max Verstappen. He's a Dutch driver. If you watch Drive to Survive, he is one of the key figures early on that uh, they totally dub as just an asshole. Like he is a, but what I think is he's just probably Dutch is what it is. (laughs) (laughs) He's, he is very good. Uh, He is extremely good. He's one of the greatest, but he, they make him look like a real asshole, which they all are. They're all very like, me but first, varying always. degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Me, me, and me. Yeah. Exactly. And and the more I've I've gotten into the the sport, the more I've I've learned about it, the more I've paid attention. He's really not that bad of a guy. He is aggressive, especially on the track, and he has his moments, which they all do. But he's not really like as much of a shithead as Netflix Let's makes say, him look. Or Nikita. Nikita is, is a true shithead. <laughs> so, right, right. That's yeah. a true douchebag of a dude. Absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. So this guy is just super competitive yeah. and super entitled and yes. living in a bubble. And living in a bubble. Exactly. And, and, and comes a, from and 11 a, years old. Yeah. Exactly. And and a millionaire just has lives. Yeah. Like, that's the other part, the the elitist part that's it's kind of, it's fun to watch from afar, but it is that like, damn, all right, this is your life. Uh, a lot of those guys move to, they live in Monaco. Uh, okay. Because, and you think it's like, oh, because Monaco is this beautiful on the coast. Like sophisticated James Bond. Yeah. What it is, is a tax haven. They don't have to pay taxes. <laughs> oh, good Lord. So, so yeah, Lando uh, just got, and they're all, so a lot of them are British. Most, not okay. most of them. They're all from, like, there's a few, there's a few from, there's four drivers from uh, Britain. There's a couple, two French guys, two Canadians. Uh, okay. One... Uh, two Spanish, one Italian, uh, or no, he's gone. But anyway, so they're all kind of European centric, minus okay. two random Canadians. U.S. dudes, no U.S. drivers at all. And uh, and where did the Italian go? What happened to the Italian? Uh, he was at Alfa Romeo, which is an Italian car maker and and team. Um, yep. his, his name was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. <laughs> very, very... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that <laughs> was... is an unfortunate handle. Yeah. And okay. A, again, talk about a really hot dude. He just, it was like the Italian Jesus. Big long hair, big tall guy. He looks great. He was awesome. Yeah, right. So uh, Giovinazzi was, and he was racing for an Italian team, which is a huge advantage. If you can, because that's another part of the sport that is fascinating to me. It is, since it's all run on money, money rules everything. Um, yeah. Cash is king in Formula One. Uh, if you can be the nationality of the team, 
that you are racing for, that is a yeah. huge advantage for endorsements, money, and and financial backing. Because a lot of these okay. drivers bring like in financial backing. Like if the Mercedes backing. guy was German, it yes. would it would be of it would be like a like a, a double win. Or it would be some huge. Sort. There's um okay. there is an Italian team, another Italian team uh, called Alpha Tauri, and they are sponsored by Honda. And so Honda is a Japanese company. And so there is a young, very young Japanese driver named Yuki Sonoda. And okay. they picked him up because he did really well in Formula Two. It's a okay. great driver. It's very, it's on merit. But the fact that that relationship exists and he would be a Japanese driver on a team uh-huh. that's sponsored, mar- like a marquee sponsor that is Honda, huge yeah. for the market. So he brought in all this money. And that's all you need. You just need to bring money. If you have money, you it's pay to right. play. So it's yeah, yeah, it's pay to play, and it costs a gajillion dollars to make a jet yes. that goes. Um, yeah. yeah, this dude, this is a handsome young. That guy. is, oh yeah, Giovinazzi's doing great. Yeah. So, yeah. but he, but he, why was he let go? So he literally, it wasn't, it wasn't because of his talent. It was just because of the financial backing. So he, the the guy who took his place. Uh, is his name's Zhou Guan Yu or Guan Yu Zhou, depending on the pronunciation. But right. he is the first Chinese driver to be in oh. Formula One. And so what it really came down to was Giovinazzi just couldn't compete with the financial backing that these Chinese companies will now bring because of the first Chinese Formula One driver. So if they can get their logo on the car, it's going to yep. sell globally, and that's what people in China want. The companies want; they want to see their logo. So sure, they do, and yeah. and they know that everybody who watches this is either upper middle class or fabulously wealthy, up Truly. to you know one percenty kind of thing. Truly, yeah. So, um, okay, so back Max Verstappen, back yes. to him and the TV show. So he's he's set up as a bad guy because they have to do it. It's a it's a reality show, right? Yes. Yep. Totally. So there's twenty guys. Who has been sold as the good guy? Um, I would on say because it's just kind of the same characters to some extent, right? For four totally. seasons, yeah. Okay, totally. I think, I think the the best. I'm trying to think back on who they really show in a good light. The person who comes off the most popular yeah. uh, is a guy named Daniel Ricardo, and okay. so that's another guy. If you look him up, great looking dude. He is. Uh, <laughs> He's he's just a hot as Australian I was telling, guy. I was tell as I was telling Brent, nothing makes you better looking than all of the money. That's because you can get yeah. all kinds of things done. You're probably super healthy. Your hair's it's, cut right. You're wearing the clothes that fit you. Your teeth are good. All things are happening for you. It's so true. It's so true. And they, and it's that plus plus youth. So they have money. Right and, and, right, you know. and youth. Right. Yeah. Right. So Daniel Ricardo's Australian. So he's he's a real good looking hot Australian dude, extremely charismatic, very silly. He's a silly guy for such oh. a a uh, extremely uptight and kind of you know you know we're down to business. It's all about performance. He's the he's definitely the levity in the show. He he jokes around a lot um, and okay. has has a good time. He he's an incredible driver. Uh, he he races. His teammate now is Lando, my the guy I like. So um, okay, big fan of both of them, but. Ricardo is also, he's just this clownish kind of goofy. He's like the comedian of, uh, they call it the paddock, like the area that all the cars are and where all the the racing is. It's around the paddock. So everyone knows him as the fun guy. He also is, uh, his lifestyle outside of F1 is fascinating to me because he lives in Los Angeles. He's the only driver that actually lives in the United States. 
where and it's so, possible to tax him. Well, uh, it's like, at what, least you, what a are you little doing, bit. bro? Yeah, what go you to doing, Monaco. Buddy? Which actually, <laughs> yeah. I think he might, which very Formula One. I think he might actually have residence in Monaco, which I'm almost positive he does. And It has looks a, like he's 33 years old. This guy's, a, he's ancient. He's a, it's so funny. The old uh, professional sports like meme where it's like, Guy, 36, a miracle that he's out here. <laughs> I can't right. believe he's alive. Yeah. And yeah, but and he is of Italian ancestry because he yes. is slightly darker yes. than the whitey magoos that surround him. The Russian white knights. Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all. So uh, yes, he is Italian and he is yeah a little bit darker, at least closer to like Lewis. Uh, but those two, honestly, and there's like a couple Spaniards, but... Lewis is truly the one who has, going back to the, the racism conversation, yeah. Lewis from day one in carding talks about he had a target on his back, especially coming from England. Uh, just he was always, him and his dad were always the only two people of color at the whole track for their whole lives. And right, so right. He, he has used that obviously as fuel and uh, he has a massive chip on his shoulder when it comes to that. He's just proven everyone wrong every step of the way. And it's been awesome to see. Yeah. And, and and obviously, you know, the racist, they hate, they hate it. They hate it so they, much. Right, right, right. And so it's, it's fun to watch because he's, he truly is the best. So Lando is Belgian. He's oh, yeah. British, but he's Belgian. Born in Belgium. Because <laughs> Lando's another one, son of a billionaire, but he gets the pass. No yep. one, no one knows his dad as well as the other two guys. Okay. So, and, and Lando had a lot of success early on. So people were just like, oh, he's a really good driver. And then they didn't pay attention to that. His family is, is extremely wealthy. Right. He was, he was born with like golden spoons coming out of every orifice. 100%. And, and so the other guys that were thrown into but, the mix that bought their seat. that, that Oh, they get more guff. They do. They're, so right. their dads are the one, the Lawrence Stroll is the big billionaire. His son, Lance Stroll, is a okay. driver. He, he bought the team. Like he just bought the like he just went in and said, "Give me the team." <laughs> I'll buy the team, then then you'll yeah. then you'll run my kit. That's it. I'll take and, one. And so uh, that's that's uh, another part of the drama that I love is just these lunatics, absolute lunatics, coming in and throwing yeah. money around like that. So right. So so the drama comes uh, on the show. It does it does does where does the drama come from? Does it come from those guys facing each other on the track? Does it come from them? spending trying to outspend each other does it come from the, them busting each other chops about their parents and yeah yeah and what they're doing in the french riviera later that year <laughs> i guess or or is it or is it women is it um is there is there is there scandal is there latest scandal on the netflix show there's not not really it's it's all i mean there is scandal it's all it's all about uh the racing like it truly is it comes down these guys they're they all they want to do is win and they'll just do anything it like and they'll do anything to win. And so the 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 issues and like the the drama and all Did the fun storylines. Like what do you mean anything? <laughs> like examples, I mean, please. Uh I think it's just like that's all they think about. Their whole life yeah. is centered around getting uh, the uh, the next position higher. And if they and that a lot of them aren't dirty, there is controversy around driving tactics and you know that's in every sport people race dirty or play dirty or whatever that definitely how, happens 
How can you race dirty when the race is, I mean, granted it's an hour and a half, so it's not drag racing. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys have three or four seconds to do something dirty, Yeah. but it's not like they're, you know, pouring sugar into their gas. Tanks no, and, no. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a lot of like tactics where, you know, if you get too close or you push them off the track or, uh, you know, you, you accidentally clip them or you intentionally touch them. The problem is if, you know, a lot of contact, those cars are, they're very delicate. Right. Uh, they were just fly up into the air and kill everybody. Absolutely. And so right. a lot of, uh, at the end of last season, there was an incredibly dangerous and scary crash where uh, a car went up on the another car and then shot over to the side and essentially went head first into the barrier. And the car split in half, which is rare. That's not supposed to happen. And then yeah. because it split in half, it exposed the fuel tank and this all happened in a matter of a split second, yeah. and then everything ignited. It was a huge explosion. And so oh. the driver was a French guy. His name's Roman Grosjean. Um, okay. Ro and so he's a great guy, uh, but he made it. He lived. Um, you didn't How? think he was. I watched yeah. it live. It was like I I watch all the races since yeah. they're all in Europe and around the world. I uh, you have to I have to get up on Sunday morning at like six a.m. seven a.m. Right. And so if I have shows the night before, I'm just a right. disaster trying to watch these races. Right, right. I had I had my coffee in my blanket on my couch and I stood up and I was like, holy shit. I was like, right. I was stunned. I was like, I, I just watched a guy die because it's not unheard of for guys to die in Formula One. Famously, some of the great, like uh, Arten Senna is one of the greatest of all time. He died back in 1994. Um, okay. Totally changed the sport because of his death. Uh, he died at a racetrack that they just raced at last week in Italy called Imola. And he hit the barrier and and died because of the old the old Formula One cars uh, were just right. big steel traps. And so if you hit it going fast enough, you were toast. And what was his name? Uh, Artsen Senna, S E N N A Senna. He's uh he's regarded as one of the greatest uh, of all time, if not the most iconic. There's there's essentially three or four drivers that people see as the greatest. That would be Senna, and then Michael Schumacher is a name that you might have heard. Uh, okay. he's from like nineties, early two thousands. He was like the Ferrari driver and he's, he's regarded as the greatest of all time. Uh, and then the next greatest of all time of best of a generation would be Lewis Hamilton. So okay. Lewis has better numbers and stats. Uh, but a lot of the fans grew up watching Michael Schumacher. And so he'll forever be the greatest of all time. He's also white. And so that's okay. an unspoken thing that I think a lot of fans are like, no, he's he's not as good. It's like, well, it's just because you probably don't like minorities is what right, you're saying right. to us. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, part of it. Art and Senna da Silva, Brazilian and Portuguese. Yes. Uh, died at the age of 34. Yes. And um, I wonder about like uh, who his family. I just want I want to find out. Um, he was with the. The Lotus, McLaren, yep. Williams, and Tolman. Oh yeah, and some of those uh, teams are still around. Okay. Oh, do they? Do the teams kind of come and go a little bit as they as their billions wax and wane? That's exactly it. It's all money. Okay. It's all money. And so uh, Williams was a. It was until two years ago a uh, or last year a mom and pop shop. It was a, a family owned team uh, by a guy named Frank Williams, which is just a guy. But okay. Uh, incredible uh, that they were around so long. They just sold to a big, you know, conglomerate to get more money. But 
That was a family business, but Lotus is no longer involved. Uh, McLaren is involved, the the McLaren cars, which they still make supercars and, and road cars that you would see around like Los Angeles. Uh, but right. Lando and Daniel Ricardo, they drive for McLaren. They're, they're okay. my so they that's my uh my my hoodie is a McLaren hoodie. Oh, that so you bought to support I have my, the my cute little your team. McLaren hoodie, yeah. Yeah, my, my little jersey. And, uh, <laughs> my little. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta wear the colors. Why not? <laughs> my little my little support system. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's fun. And then uh, the the big dogs are Mercedes, which I'm sure Brent talked about. That's who Lewis Hamilton drives for and has won okay. uh, seven world championships. Uh, and would have won eight. Would have won eight. Uh, right. But Michael but, Massey excommunicated. Right. Uh, 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 so. Was seven in a row? Did he win seven in a row or not no? in a row? I think, okay. I think his first one was with McLaren, and so okay. he started with McLaren, and and that's when he was really young, came out of the gate and just crushed it, and then moved to Mercedes. It was very controversial at the time. Uh, again, with the the storylines, people were like, "Mercedes is terrible. Like, why would you do that?" And yeah. he wanted to build with the team, and then in one of the greatest moves in sporting history, he moved over and then just obliterated everyone for a decade for the next, the next <laughs> seven, eight years, uh, nine years. He just, just won, won everything. He won everything. And so it turned out to be the greatest move. It was a lot of other factors. There's another awesome figure who is the principal. He's kind of like the head coach GM okay. overarching our Lord and savior of Mercedes. Okay. Uh, his name's Toto Wolf. Okay. And again, another big, um, good-looking dude. He's Austrian. Okay. And uh, he is he he's kind of a he's very charismatic, but he's very uh, like Darth Vader ish, because uh, he has so much power. In, okay. In Formula One, yeah. Um, he has he has power over because Mercedes is such a player. Mercedes is also a car manufacturer, so they they have their own factory. They make their own engines. Some other teams will buy Mercedes engines. Some of the 20 teams are customers of Mercedes. So right. it's, a big, it's a big power play to be able to supply engines to lesser teams. And right. be like, well, <laughs> here you right, go. Right. It's peasants. Just, it's re- peasants and <laughs> side cash. Brent and I were talking about how it's a great side hustle. You're like, we're just going to make two or $300 million. Yeah, just but real quick. They don't know how to build it. So, uh, <laughs> you know. It's not gonna. It's not gonna affect our win. Yeah. But uh, but they can have it if they want. Yeah. I but if guess. they would have given it to Pops Racer, Speed Racer would have had the best car in the, the world. Greatest, the greatest. Because of Pops could have reverse engineered it. <laughs> and um. So how? Wait. So this guy, uh, Toto Wolf. Yep. Toto. What a Toto, name. I know. <laughs> what a name, Toto. It's um, is an Austrian billionaire motors- motorsport executive investor and former racing driver. Yep. He holds 33% in the Mercedes team and is the team principal and CEO of the team. And he is 6'5". Yeah, he's a are big these guy. Guys, are these guys tall usually? No, the drivers... Uh, the, yeah. the G, he is, but the drivers right. are not. The drivers are very... They, um, they have to squeeze into these these low cars. This yeah. is one of your own issues. Yes, so, this, is, this is my life. They... This, uh, <laughs> They they are very it's it's they're not as small as jockeys but it's right. it's the same mentality where their weight matters the car the weight of the car with them in it is a regulation they have to make certain weight and oh, so oh gosh oh so they weigh in it. like a jockey absolutely kind of before yeah the they, sh- before they the... def- yeah they have their um their threshold of of weight that they need to be at 
But then sure. they also, if you watch a race at the end of a race, they all, they get out of their cars, they're all sweaty, they have their helmets or whatever. And the first thing they do is they have to get on a scale and they weigh themselves on the way out because one, they're losing so much water weight. And that's part of like the data that they need to know how much water weight they're losing. Oh, right. Um, so during they a race. Sort of plan plan for the next yeah and so it's all part of the the calculations in the data I thought you were gonna say they get out of the car and someone handed them a sandwich <laughs> i mean and, uh, yeah, just a cigarette really, <laughs> and they're like, there you go, bro. it's like something just some sort of just a, <laughs> a food because they haven't eaten well it's and, so funny because when they there's like it, there's so much pageantry of like the podium and all that stuff but when they do get out of the car there, if you get first, second, or third, you're obviously a part of the podium and you get a, a, a trophy. And they, they walk over and the cameras are on them and they go to this little stand that has a one, two, or three and they have their little hats and they put on their $300,000 watch for the the sponsors and stuff. Right, right. But they all get, they have like a little snack and some water. But I, clearly everyone else who goes to the back has their yeah. water. But I just like to think that only if you get the top three, you're only allowed water. <laughs> <laughs> right. And at that point, you get gummy bears. Everyone That's else <laughs> is just back there with saltines. Yeah, just, just <laughs> Nature Valley crumbs all over. <laughs> just, <laughs> so it is it is fun. Uh, and then the pageantry of that is exciting. It is it is a a bit of a like a tabloidy TMZ frenzy after. Um, okay. you know, all the all the cameras and the interviews and depending on what's going on or what happened in the race, it could get a little, most of the time they're, you know, like the sports guys or PR machines. They're like, Oh, just one race at a time onto the next, whatever, whatever. Thanks God. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, yeah thank, exactly. Our Lord exactly. And so every once in a while you get like the PR machines, but mm -hmm. sometimes they just got done getting in a huge crash or they're upset or whatever. And you, you see some of their personality come out and that's really fun. So <laughs> that's the, that's what I that's what I love because they get you know I love you, the drama of right. it and stirring it up. Do you have favorite like yeah? Give me a we don't, we don't have a lot of time left. We're, we're doing fine, <laughs> but uh, just some sort of favorite races or favorite moments. Yeah, I think one of my favorite moments is probably the one that Brent got super fired up about was the the last race, the last lap of the last race of last season, um, the Last of Us. It's it's just it was incredible. It was one of those moments where. Uh, you knew it just was a nuclear bomb going off and the effects of it were going to be so huge. It it literally just carried tidal waves through the off season. Oh, the, was it the Lewis guy? It was the Lewis. Yeah. It was where and, Lewis and the Van Stat or whatever. Yeah, Ver, Verstappen. Yeah. 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 They, uh, there, that controversy where uh, it was the last race. There was one lap left. There was a crash uh, yeah. and they, the rules were not followed, and because the rules were not followed, the advantage went to Verstappen. He ended up winning, and because he won, he ended up passing him on the last lap of the, the last race of the season to win the world championship. It yeah. literally was whoever was first. That's another thing that's so rare in Formula One. Uh, the, the season's so long, and normally, or typically, the, ra the, the, the championship is decided four or five races before the end of the season. So, Oh, because so, someone is so clearly ahead. Yeah. The math, or something. Exactly. Yeah. The math does. It's never, what it, is the math? Do you know the a, math? Yeah. It's a point system. And so I don't know exactly the math, uh, but I know that if you get first, you're allotted a chunk of time, uh, a chunk of points. And it's, it's, it's just that. So the, only the top 10, one through 10 positions uh, get points. So if you're 11th, you get zero points. Right. And so uh, I don't know exactly how many first get, but
but it goes all the way down. If you're in 10th, you get one point. Uh, okay. But some of those teams, another thing I love, uh, because Formula One can get so unfair with how much money certain teams like Mercedes and Red Bull uh, and some of the bigger Ferrari, they have so much funding. Their cars are always going to be at the top. Right. And there's a midfield and and the midfield, it's kind of, it's they call it the best of the rest. And so mm-hmm. it's teams four through about 11 and then maybe a little less 12 and then 13 through 20 is just kind of back markers. They're just like the trash teams. Right. And so right. it's, it's like three races or three things happening at once. You can watch the guys at the front, which is exciting. You can watch the guys in the middle because a lot of the guys in the middle will really never compete with the guys at the top. And then the guys yep. at the bottom are always trying to jockey their way up into the middle. And so okay. you'll see guys get 10th place and celebrate it like they're first. Yeah. And then okay. you'll see it's it's amazing. That's what I love is because their their expectations are so, so practical and objective. They say yeah. our our best case scenario is we are going to get 12th. And that's and like that's what their goal is. And so you're like, OK, if they get higher than 12th, it's going to be a party for that team. And so that's right, kind right. of fun. That is, yeah, that sounds super fun. Yeah. And I mean, all 20 racers obviously have opportunities for, um, for, for supporting, you know, they're, they're clearly better than everybody in formula two, three, and four, right. Yeah. They're better than the indie drivers yeah. They're Um, they get to drive rocket ships that go on the ground. And, um, so they must benefit from that, you know, sort of sponsorship wise and, influencer wise and oh they that and that also goes back to that's a great point like that goes back to how good looking they are that's it's there's it's a huge part of it it's not a a mandatory thing but it does tend to happen where a lot of these guys are incredibly talented at driving obviously but a huge part of it is being the face of all these brands that are putting money on your car be the face of red bull but then also be the face of Red Bull has all these other entities that pump money into them. So like McLaren has uh, WebEx and like, you know, Dell, all these different like Bose is part of Mercedes where they and then they part of their contract is they have to go do all these advertisements for all these other brands. Okay. And so they're on photo shoots. They are doing media. They're doing interviews. So they have to be these brand ambassadors for who knows what brand. Uh, and they have to be so good in front of the camera, so good. They're, they're so well media trained. But right, they have are, to be personable and... Yeah, and, smiley and, and... Yeah. And some of them are 23. Like, imagine being 23 and be like, I, I guess I have to handle this, so... Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, it's that whole, you know, in the NFL, they give them a class. Yes. They they give them some sort of camp of what to do with their money and how to yeah. not throw it away and... and yeah. um you know, try not to spend it all because you only have 10 years or, yeah. and, and buy land. Jesus. Yeah. It's hard to and, tell a guy from the Kansas City Chiefs to move to Monaco, though. <laughs> right, right, right. And all of yeah. these guys, or not not all of them, but I would say an extraordinary number of them. Every time I Google one of them, it's like, oh, his dad's a billionaire. Every time. Oh, his ev- yeah. almost every. Yeah. As, yep. But like this Art and Senna da Silva dude. Yeah. His grandparents immigrated to brazil from italy 
guess where they came from? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so the they were Vatican, cl- probably. <laughs> uh, no, I think Nazis. I think yeah. they were probably with yeah. them and their Nazi gold On went their to way. Brazil. Yep, and uh, yep. some of them went to Argentina. And oh yeah, some Argentina of them went to Brazil. heavy. Yep, totally. Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. Italian uh, immigrants, and uh, yeah, so that was his yeah. mother's family. Yep, and then his father's family were uh, old school Brazilian landowners. So. Spanish conquistador, you know, craziness. Yeah. So yeah, these are not these. You don't. These you, are not helpers. You don't get exactly. That's per, so per, well put. <laughs> not helpers. You don't get that much money by yeah. Ever giving serving, it away? Serving. Yeah. Yeah. Being of yeah. It's uh, that is brutal. That is yeah. hilarious. So, so so they're twenty three and they're wandering the earth doing photo shoots when it isn't race time. Yep. But they have to be good at it, right? To get oh. where they are to some extent, right? I mean, Absolutely. And the training, I mean, it's sort of, um, my sister says this about her children. She's like, they aren't geniuses. They just have the advantage of having a small school and tutors. Yes. So they are better educated than yeah. other children. And yeah. so in this case, these these children got to do go-karts when they were five Absolutely. and then they got to do bigger and bigger cars. And so they're, they're either good at it or they're great at it. And they, if, if they aren't great at it, they go into a different job. Yep. But they go back. Yeah. They take over the 20 banks that their dad probably. Owns. Right. And we say the top 1%, but 1% of 8 billion people is actually a lot of dudes. Yeah. And, um, and I was asking Brent if there were any women, and he was like, "There are no women." No women. But there, there is. He said there was one woman who raced. I think it was um, maybe in the sixties. Uh, well, no, he was talking about the woman, the one woman who was a stock car racer. Oh, Danica Patrick. Yeah, Danica Patrick, and then mm-hmm. there was, um, and so it could happen. You know, I mean, these men have daughters. They they so, do. There's also a really cool uh, series called the W series, and it is open wheel racing. It's it's similar to a Formula Two or a Formula Three, but it's right? only only women drivers. Oh, um, that's weird. So yeah. okay. Uh, there's no Brent. There's no reason Brent would ever know this exists, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because it's a weird racing yeah. reality show yeah. that only. By the way, I'm talking with Jeff Tice, you guys. It's at Jeffrey Tice with a G on all the things. He Just and the Brent wrong Gil- way. and uh, Grid Penalty Podcast is their Formula One podcast, where it won't just be two hours, you guys. It'll be hours upon hours upon hours of the minutia and every race. The details. Unpacked. The yes. details. Uh, and so, so the W thank show, you. Thank is you that so on much. Netflix? So, so that is not, that is an actual racing series. That's not a, uh, like a, a show. So oh, okay. it's, it's professional drivers who are women, uh, driving as professional race car drivers. So they are, so it's just, it's just a, it's just a racing competition called yep. the W show called the W series. Yeah. The W series. Cause why, yep. why wouldn't it have a name that, exactly. it, that reflects the freak show yeah. that women <laughs> behind the wheel is? Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> and so, well, uh, a little bit of, uh, I don't know the right word for it, but, uh, drama, silliness, uh, sure. <laughs> this year, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, will have a team in the W series. And so okay. she is sponsoring a, a a W series team. And so there is a race team now called Jenner Racing. And right. at first, everyone was like, what is going on? 
in this world. But what it comes down to is influence, money, and branding. And so Caitlyn Jenner wanted to be involved in it. And then everyone was kind of like, seemed like a joke at first, but then she signed the la the whatever previous Her team yeah uh champion her name's jamie chadwick who's an incredible driver jamie chadwick everyone was thinking would be if there was a chance to be a formula one driver that was a woman it would be jamie um okay. she's awesome and an incredibly talented driver but she stayed in the w series to race for caitlin jenner's team and so there's been this conversation of like does this tarnish the name of the w series because it's this massive celebrity coming in like, and because Caitlyn- uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a tool. She sucks. Uh, she, she's a, she's an asshole. And um, yeah, and she also wasn't great. killed someone with a car. <laughs> right, right. It's a yeah. Oh wow, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, she that... Like, famously ran over that person and then was like, "That's nah, whatever. I'm rich." Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, I <laughs> uncomfortable made uncomfortable. It's and this good. is and this is where it all falls apart. Where you're like, you're supposed to support women, Jackie. You're just like, what if they're dicks? What if yeah. they're assholes? I don't want to. Yeah. What if I, 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 I've been having to police women and they're the, you know, just sort of like, you know, how people of color have had to police each other for a thousand years. Yeah. Uh, women have had to do it as well. We're just of like course. ruining it for everyone. Hey, guys, and I've stop. only had to do it for white people for the last 10 years because previously <laughs> I didn't notice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was in a fishbowl circling my own castle. Sorry. So uh, I've been 6'4 looking above it my whole life, unfortunately. And <laughs> I now- am so sorry. I should have looked it's, around. It's a just, problem. It is yeah, a problem. I am addressing it. I am addressing yeah. it. It's yeah. a, yeah. But of, of the bright side, the positive side of that is that there is a series dedicated to women to drive and they get the experience and they get the exposure on this national, I mean, global scale. Right. Uh, and so it could, it could eventually go to Formula One. Jamie Chadwick could be. The the hope is, who knows if that will happen or if hope potentially a, a driver that is a woman will come through and, and maybe Jamie will be the, you know. She she walks so the next one can run to get into Formula One. Right. There's right. there's the it's obviously it's so uh, hyper exclusive that just to even be in there is hard. But then right. all the roadblocks that is gender inequality and things in especially a sport that even the employees are and the teams are majority majority uh, male. Even the employee, you know, there's not a ton of women. There's all these. Uh, oh, no, there's adjacent whip. Women, as women have been adjacent <laughs> yeah. their entire lives, exactly. but but it's interesting the because uh, the this the W series has only been around since 2019. Oh, I didn't what, know is, that. I didn't know yeah. it was that new. I just knew I had only followed it probably since 2020. Since yeah, 20, a couple years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, it makes perfect sense. And I wonder. Okay, so there, there's gonna there's six races, and there's one in Mexico City, one in Austin, Texas. Nice. One in Suzuka, one in oh. Budapest. That oh, sounds yeah. co- that sounds cobblestony. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, Le Castellet in France, nice. uh, Silverstone in the UK, Barcelona in Spain, and Miami. Amazing. So, are any of those places where Formula One races? To your knowledge, those are all places Formula One will race, oh. and so they they race on the same track. They will, well, that's... and they'll they'll also race in the same weekend a lot of times. So it'll be a, an event where Oh, it'll uh, be when, a little bit of a crossover where the W yep. series will also be the same weekend as the Formula One series. Yep. So a lot of times they'll race. I, I'm not sure exactly what day the W series will race, but um, 
Formula this... Two will be there sometimes, and it rotates. It's a, it's a rotating cast of of kind of undercard races. So if so, Brent and I went to Austin last year. Okay, um, we're going to be in Miami this next weekend. Uh, we're going May sixth through the eighth is when the W Series is, Perfect. which is next week. So I think that is next weekend. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And then so, Austin is uh, in October at the uh, second to last weekend before Halloween. Perfect. In uh, so, circuit circuit of the Americas. We we went there. I mean, goddamn, so Texas. It was like it was a mix of Formula One fans that are this like kind of global like <laughs> upper crust whatever whatever <laughs> and then just so many just like redneck texans like hell yeah motors let's go and so let's go and not a mask in sight oh boy and, uh, it was oh no oh no it they didn't, didn't get the covid they didn't, it didn't get exist it. down there yeah, it was, yeah, yeah i was just there i was just in austin and oh, were you doing uh, shows was, i was moon tower and oh, yeah. um yeah and i had been there a year ago uh at the creek and yep. um they were all like well, you know, we the mask bandit is lifted. I was like, no, no, I was here in May of yeah. 2020. Yeah, there were no masks. Did so you, you fly can... with no mask? Like, not you personally, but did you? Were the, was the mandate lifted I... by the time you were yes. on the yes. your flights? Which, yeah, which is being challenged uh, right now. They're just like, it's not that big of a deal. I haven't had. I mean, I've had yeah. one cold, and it was right in between. It was right before Omicron when we all wandered around without masks for two weeks. Yes. and I got a terrible cold that wasn't COVID, and nobody cared. Nobody cared. They were like, "Ah, oh, it's just a cold. Go to work." And I'm yeah. like, "No, when I have a terrible cold, I also don't want to go to work. It's not. It doesn't have to be COVID." <laughs> Oh man, so, yeah. I just went to Scottsdale uh for a thing, it wasn't even comedy related. And mm-hmm. flying to Phoenix, that's a different planet as well. And so oh, all yeah. of all of Yeah. Man. I was a couple couple I, weird looks. I'm like, it's just we've been wearing these. What are we doing? It's like mid twenty twenty or early twenty twenty, I went to Vegas oh. and they had a mask mandate in the the trop, the Tropicana, yeah, which is where I was performing. And so everybody was wearing masks. And, um, and I would get on stage and I'd be like, so you guys kind of sick of the masks? And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I said, but you really want to sit in front of a slot machine for eight hours? So you're willing to make, to do it? And they're like, yeah, sure. Sure. I guess. Yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I love the power of your convictions. Yeah. Anyway. Real, real, uh, yeah. Wearing MAGA hats and just out of their goddamn minds. So That's insane. Bunch of idiots. Uh, so, um, yes. So here we are. Real close. We're real close to the to the end of it. So what what uh, does everyone race in every one of the twenty six races? Uh, yes, uh, theoretically, yes. That's the okay. goal. Is that they're they're there if uh, you know unless they have a cold or something. Oh yeah. Uh, well, another fun story is COVID. Obviously, not the funnest story, but COVID happened. <laughs> the fun story because of COVID. Uh, a couple drivers have gotten COVID in the last two years. And there's one driver who, for some reason, is the the substitute. And so he used to race. His name's Nico Hulkenberg. 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 They call him the Hulk. And he is awesome. Okay. Uh, and he is. What makes uh, him awesome? I think he's he's Belgian or German. Um, I think German. Hulkenberg. It makes me think German. I think German. And you look him. Looks pretty German. So I'm gonna go with German. But uh, he's a very lovable character. Very nice. Um, just a great face of formula one but he lost his seat to a a different driver a couple years ago but he's one of those guys he's still young and still has the ability to just hop in a car 
and fill in. So he's become okay. this de facto substitute for a couple teams where okay. that he used to race for. When someone got COVID, they would literally call him two days before the race or three days before the race and say, hey, can you fly to whatever country they're in? He hops right. on a plane, flies there. They have suits yeah. and helmets for him already, and then he just races. And he wears so, a he wears a pink thing. Yep. Uh, yep. He uh, he yeah. is uh, 34, 35 years old. Oh, he is. I, that's older yeah. than I thought. Or, I thought born he was in eighty seven, and he Man. is German. He's and you're correct. Than me. Okay. That's wild. He that's, is German. Yeah. yeah it's funny is, now to say Nico Hulkenberg and be like, I don't know what that is. Of course, it's German. <laughs> <laughs> the Berg. The Berg will sell it, and uh, so. Wow. All right. Well, Jeff Dice, this has been uh again, has it been what has it been for you? Truly. What has it been? It, are there some topics like this that are just like you're like, whatever, dude. You no, know no. I'm always interested. I never want to do there's so many topics that I'm like, when we hit an hour, I'm like, no, no, we're done. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Shut so, it down. And uh it's because it is fascinating, but there is like with other people's dorkdoms, like I could talk about any number of things forever. Yeah, totally. And there's a glazed look that can come over your face. And that's why the show is an hour long. Yeah. Because perfect. I think about an hour of someone else's, what they love, yes. is great. And then we hear these stories. And who knew what billionaires and their sons were doing? What they're, where they're laundering their money. That's exactly right. what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what they're doing. That's exactly and they're just what like it is. They're, they're hiding it in Monaco. They're putting it into vehicles that turn over and fall apart. And they're like, mm-hmm. I lost money this year. And you're like, because I bought a, a rocket instead of, I don't know, <laughs> fixing the housing problem in Los Angeles. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, world uh, hunger. <laughs> yeah, I could have stopped it all in a heartbeat. But I was too busy. I wanted to, my son yeah. likes to drive. Hey, he's a good anyway, kid. <laughs> he's a good kid. I love him dearly. And I'm sure that they're nice enough, but uh, I hope that they all uh, start libraries. When, Baseline. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. I hope they do some good. Right. I did. It's. Uh, I, I hope that they buy public. They may not have to. They may not have to buy public opinion because they're busy yeah. showing off watches. That's but, it. Um, but this has been a delight. Jeffrey Tice, by the way, is G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y-T-I-C-E. He has done much art for me and other comics, and uh, and it is always a delight. He's a great stand-up comic, and um, and it is uh, and it has a podcast with Brent Gill called Grid Penalty Podcast. Thank you very much for doing the show, Jeff Tice. You are the greatest. Thank you so much, Jackie. I really appreciate you. You're welcome. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we. You. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?